Welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is, what is today? Wednesday, the 29th of November, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and an intrinsic coach, and I will be your host for the next 60 minutes, and my co-host will be Olivia Lashley, coming to you live from London in the UK. Hello, darling. Are you there? Hello. Hi. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, all right. Yeah, because I yeah, because I saw you before when I when I came when oops, something's on my foot. When I first came up on on the um you know, sort of like on the in the studio and then you disappeared. I don't know what happened. Yeah, uh I because I I think I, I got on about I think there was about I didn't realise there was so much time. I, I think it was about 20 minutes, no, about maybe about 15 minutes ago. Then I came off, then I came back on again, and I realized, um, I thought I thought there was about three or four minutes to go, and I realized there was five minutes, and then I came off again. So I've been yo yoing. That's when I see, and I thought, oh no, maybe something happened. You know, maybe something happened. But anyway, darling, how are you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm all right, darling. I'm all right. What's new in your world? I was going to say your zoo, but what's new in your world? <laughs> no, uh, nothing, nothing at all, actually. Sable, Sable, you know how it goes, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, no, nothing much. Did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? Yeah, actually, it was really nice, Liv. It was really nice. We went to um, California. So we were in California. We were in, as they call it, the the Bay Area, which I suppose it's because we were near uh, San Francisco and near to Sacramento uh, so it's really nice I, I hadn't realized because you know I'd lived in Sacramento for a while uh, for a couple of years and I didn't realize that there was so much sort of um, uh, farming it, it, it's like a big farming community and mm. I, I hadn't realized that you know and I mean from anything from cows to um, wine to you know orchards and all this sort of stuff i mean we passed past and i'm assuming they have more than one plant in the united states but you know craft foods you know like craft mm-hmm. cheese craft mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know salad dressing and that well we passed um a big old craft factory i was like oh my gosh i said maybe this is why they've got all these cows out here but I <laughs> see some of them going going to market, and I'm like, oh, you ain't gonna make it, mate. <laughs> we passed that big big truck. I'm like, oh, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna make it. Sad to say, you know, we ain't gonna make it. So so it, it no, actually, it was really nice. It was really nice, and um, mm. I actually said that I wasn't going to do any work. I, I uh, took my computer, and the day before, uh, I think it was the day before Thanksgiving. Or the day, the night of Thanksgiving, I actually um, start. I wrote something out for one of the groups that I belong to, mm. and I was getting ready to post it, and my computer shut down on me. Uh. <laughs> so I said, "Well, I said I wasn't going to do any work, and I didn't open my computer after that. I was like, done deal, mm. you know, mm. done deal, done deal, done deal. Because I don't like doing really- stuff on my phone." It's so tiny. I I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, so maybe you, that's sorry, old. When you when you lived in Sacramento, mm-hmm. where were you living? How come you didn't know it was such a? Or has things changed a lot since you've moved to Vegas? Um, I would say. I mean, I was in Sacramento 
um, when I first oh, got married. How big is it? Let's start with that, shall we? Of what, Sacramento? Yeah, it's um, really big. Yeah, it's the capital. So, no, to look you know, right it's, from one end to the other is what? Another nine hours? No, 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 no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's like um, I don't know, driving around maybe London without traffic or something. Oh, okay. All right, all right. You know, so it, it, it's a fair size, and that might be even bigger than, than you know, because you've got Sacramento, and if I'm not mistaken, Sacramento County. So, you know, you've got, like, London and Greater London. It's, it's that yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. that same okay. sort of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, no, it's not another, it's not another nine-hour haul. Mm. Um, but, no, I, I don't actually remember it being so agricultural. Mm. I don't I don't remember. So that was, was nice. The was only that, thing was... was no, I was going to say, was that possibly because you came from here... And it is quite. I mean, you go, you go, it's you know, two clicks out, and you're sort of like in in country, in country, farm, country, the cows and yeah, all the rest yeah. of it. So um, maybe, maybe that's why it didn't seem so. I suppose rural in a way, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Because when when we were driving, there were some spots, and I said to Dee, "Oh my gosh, this reminds me of England." You know, like going uh, when um, you get outside of Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Oxford, Oxfordshire is a little flat to me. Mm. Um, but you get outside of Oxford and you start getting these sort of rolling hills and they're green mm. and, you know, they've got the, the, the trees for the lines of demarcation and, you know, sort of like a, the sort of thing to break to break the breeze and all of that mm. jazz. Uh, yeah, so it reminded me some, somewhat of that. Mm. Yeah, so, no, it was nice. The only thing what I was going to say is that uh, one of the things I found really interesting is driving through there, I was very aware of the um, herbicides, if you will, or whatever, oh. I was very aware of mm. them. Because all I kept saying to Dee is, I don't know how people live around here like that. Well, you could I smell mean, it or feel it or what, what? Smell it and in the back of my throat. Oh, right, okay. I taste it. Okay. I was like, I don't, I don't know how people do this. I said I wouldn't be able mm. to do this. I won't, mm. I won't be able to do this. You know, and as a result, like the inside of my nose is irritated, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just from that dr- driving, th- and that's all there is to drive through. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to drive through. Some places were worse than others. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we saw the the little, it's not a crop duster because they don't go high up. It's like a a little thing on wheels, and um, they were doing their do. Mm. But yeah, so outside of that, that that aside, yeah, it was very nice. I had a very well, we had a very nice time. Mm. It was very, it was very nice. Like that. So I guess you're you're winding up. Um, I would say winding down, winding up for Christmas. Yeah. 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 Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. So, so I, was to, I was talking to one of the girls. I can't remember which one it was. Um, about what we're going to do for like no, what we're going to oh it's Davina what we're going to cook for Christmas because he said oh this year because normally we're really, we we go all out and we've got every possible meat that you apart from pork usually I mean we that that's the only meat we don't usually have so we were saying oh we're going to um not do so much this 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 year yeah. then I said okay we'll yeah. do, do do the basics and then Dav was yeah it was Davina and Dav was saying oh but um yeah we need but we need this. And then, oh, oh, yeah, and it just that. started growing, I said, didn't it? I said to her, Dad, 
you know, we've just gone back to square one, haven't we? Because we're cooking, we're cooking every meat under the sun. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Good. So dinner's at Brian's, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. I Actually, I think so, because um, Guru was saying, because, you know, his birthday is that day, and yeah, he was saying that, um, yeah, he, he was saying that, um, you know, because normally we go out for each other's birthday. We all go out for, you know, if it's someone's birthday. And he said, no, it never goes out for his birthday because it's always Christmas Day. So um, he was saying about doing it in a hotel or something. But Dave's not on it. Dave was saying he's not on it. So, um, yeah, Sab's, Sab's just hoping she doesn't feel sick. She's still not getting, um, she's still not being sick over Christmas because she said it's going to suck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, I know one way or another, it'll all come out in the wash, will it, darling? Yeah, it'll be oh, two twos. It'll be bloody July again. So, what's the odds, really? Odds yeah, that, odds. that's right. That's 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 right. You blink twice, and it'll be July. Mm-hmm. And you'll be winding up to start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that goes, isn't it? That's how that works. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 it should be all good, it'll work out, it'll work out, but outside of that, all's good, all's good in my world, um, actually looking forward to uh, next year and doing the, the, uh, the series on food, the colour mm-hmm. of food, mm-hmm. uh, the shape of food, the mm-hmm. chakra that the food, um, you know, mm-hmm. resonates with and all of that mm-hmm. and different herbs and essential oils and just bringing it all together, you know, the even even down to the, the, the musical notes that resonate yeah. to the different yeah, colours and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually really looking mm-hmm. forward to um to kicking that off next year. And... It would be great to add something in about children in there as well, you know, because I think um no, no, like, uh, the, the, and, you know, their chakras and, you know, how, how, how sort of like them being aware of, um, you know, their feelings and sort of like what mm-hmm. chakra is related to. And I, I think if they're aware of it at such a young age, it can be really, really empowering, you know, for them, uh, yes. not only, not only to know themselves, but to able to um, create what they want in their own reality. I think it's I think mm-hmm. it's really important, but but people tend to overlook kids and they just go you yeah, know, they straight do. to the adults. Um, and it's um, okay. I think it's a bit I, of a shame. I actually just wrote that down. Yeah, no, I no, because I I know for like the t-shirts and that. I mean, I've done like chakra stuff for kids because I think it I think it's really important. I think it can be really, really, um, you know, emotionally and also physically. You know, changing it can it, mm-hmm. it can change a lot. It can change a lot. Um, All right, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just actually wrote that down. Um, mm. I'll do a little research, and or I'll do some research, and and see where that rolls to. But anyway, darling, moving moving forward. Um, welcome to the show. My name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn. You just heard my co-host. That's Olivia. She's in. London in the UK, and I'm here in sunny, 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 sunny Las Vegas. It's really nice, you know. 
Um, I can't believe it. It's really, it's really not I can't believe it. I'm totally enjoying it. And I'm really grateful for it. It's really nice. It's absolutely, and it's warm, you know, it's warm. How's it for you? Hello? <laughs> you know, I just clicked you off. I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. hear what you said. I just, I just, I didn't even mute you. I just turned the sound all the way down, and I thought, and I counted to, I counted to twenty, and I thought she's got to have finished now. So, <laughs> no, it's really, no, it's really good. No, 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 it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. Cold. It's cold here. All right, no, it's not cold here at all. It's not cold here at all. But anyway, guys, we're talking today about God. Don't roll your eyes. God, please help me to fix my (laughs) life. At some stage, we will arrive at this point in our lives. It's the point where we literally cry out to the universal creator to fix it or to answer the question, what must I do next? Very few of us, and this is my belief, very few of us make it through life without hitting our proverbial Um, emotional brick wall or spiraling down into our self-created abyss. It matters not whether you believe in God or something greater than self. You see, whether you are a believer, atheist or agnostic, when we, that's all of us, are crying out into the ethos, whatever that is for you, for help, for guidance, comfort, solace and peace, we are all alike. We are all looking to the universal uh, supply for our salvation or our solution. We are wanting God or your chosen deity or whomever you choose to worship and or not to fix it. The irony with this, the irony with this is in order for you to receive help, divine or otherwise, you must have an idea of what you want. Solution and salvation are one in the same. They are both found within the question and I should have had there within the problem. So that's what I want to talk talk to you about today, guys, is God, please help me fix my life. Well, first and foremost, as hard as this may seem, and for those of you who choose to click off, truly be my guest, God cannot fix your life for you. So let's get that straight. God cannot fix your life for you and for those of you who say who are saying oh well what about divine intervention I'm going to talk about that next week but for today know that God cannot fix your life for you let me back up let me just say this with divine intervention because I know people are going to say you know what about divine intervention with divine intervention somewhere in your I don't know what to call it, Olivia, your, your, your plan, your, your, your blueprint for your life here in this dimension, your life here on earth, somewhere in your blueprint, you have, um, I, I, I don't know, I don't even want to call it, uh, uh, a, fail, a fail safe, is that what they call it, Olivia? Um, you know, yeah. the thing mm-hmm. that, yeah. Somewhere in your blueprint is a fail-safe. But even with that, even with you having a fail-safe mechanism, which actually is a word, an action, a deed, which rolls down to a word, to be honest with you, a thought process in a word, 
There's a fail-safe. There's something that you have to do. There's something that you have to say. There's something that you have to believe. There's something that you have to um, embody, mind, mind and soul, in order for a divine intervention to happen. But we'll cover that next week. So let me, let me back up and say this again. God cannot and will not fix your life without you making some sort of choice. Once again, this rolls back into the same old, same old, the same thing that I say, the same thing that I repeat in many different forms every week. In order for you, in order for you to have any kind of assistance in creating what it is that you want to happen in your life, you have to know what it is. Even when you are dealing with, and I use the word dealing with or, or talking with, the creator which in, within you. So even when you're doing your internal talk and you're having your conversation with God or however you choose to look at God, you're having this conversation you need to understand that you are having a conversation about what it is that you want. You, it's like going into a, into a store or a restaurant. You know, if you're going to a store, there are millions of things to choose from. If you go into a restaurant, there are hundreds of things to choose from, from, from the uh, menu. And so if you don't actually know what you want, you cannot have the assistance in getting it or being given it, if you will. So when when you are saying, God, please fix my life kind of arbitrarily, it, 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 it's not going to work. Now, what happens is many people, when they do, they're like, you know, they, 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 they might have hit rock bottom or whatever you want to call it, hit their emotional brick wall, spiral down into their abyss, whatever you, wherever you think that place is for you. What people do is they literally have an idea and they have an idea and it's a strong idea of what they want. And it can be life and death. You know, it, it's like, the, you know, the plane that crashes and the one person who survives, they survive and they're, they're, they're up in somebody's tree. You know, yeah, they few broken bones and or not a scratch on them physically. And they're hanging in their seat upright in a tree. Everybody else, you know, all two, all two, three hundred other passengers didn't make it. Why you? Why you? Somewhere in your divine plan, your blueprint in your life, you used your fail safe. Indicates to me that there is more that you have said you would do. And let, let, let me just expand on that particular um, topic right there. There's more that you said you would do. And being in um, that, that scenario, you know, plane crash, 275 other people, they didn't make it, you sole survivor sitting in your seat, hanging from the tree by straps or something. There was something that you needed to experience in those moments and thereafter to assist and support you with growing into your fullest potential. 
you know, nothing actually does, nothing, nothing happens to you just because. And nothing happens randomly in your life. Though it may appear that way, but hear me clearly, you've chosen something. And again, it's not condoning anybody who has um, experienced some kind of heinous crime or somebody who's experienced something that is traumatic and all that jazz. I'm not condoning anybody's behavior or anything that's been perpetrated against your person, your family, your people, your country. Uh, No, what I'm talking about is somewhere in there you have made a choice. So when you start asking God to fix your life, or God, please help me fix my life, understand, even even in the, the phrase that I use, God, please help me, do you understand? It's not God fix my life. God, please help me to fix my life. The me, that's the you in what's going on with you. The me is the you in what's going on for you. And in that me, you need to have a solution. You need to have a solution. You know, if you want salvation, you need to understand that salvation and solution are the same thing. The thing that you need, you know, I hear people talk about um, salvation, but what they don't realize is that the problem itself is the salvation. The problem itself is the solution. What literally, what literally has to happen is you need to flip, you need to flip it around or you need to look at the, the opposite end of it or you need to um, look at the antithesis or you need, you need to flip it around. You need to flip it around, i.e. a problem my car, which there's truth to it, my car's actually in the garage, it's in the shop. According to them, there's nothing wrong with it. According to them, actually, and according to Hum, because I've got Hum, and it said there's nothing wrong with it. However, it's not acting that way. <laughs> but anyway, so you, you, have, you have your car, and your car's not working. This is the problem. The actual solution, which is your salvation, if you will, they're one in the same. The actual solution for you is you need a car that works and or you need to get it fixed. But bottom line is you need a car that works. And once you've come to that conclusion, funny enough, it will open the door for you to do other other than worry about your problem. So when, again, when you are asking anybody, including your chosen deity, your chosen God, your chosen deity, universal spirit, when you're asking for help, be very clear that you need to be specific. You need to be specific. And yes, I understand that there's usually um, a lot of emotion going on with things that are happening to you. And some of those things, they're really, they're just kind of, they just, just they just vex you up, you know. You can get really vexed, which is, you know, really really vexed. You know, you can you can get really really um, upset, and it's with the little things. And when we get upset, what happens is our um, our ability to see clearly the different avenues or the different options, the different roads in front of us become obscure. It's almost like 
the emotions throw up these smoke screens. And the more the smoke is thrown up, the more agitated you get and the more agitated you become is the more soap, uh, excuse me, uh, smoke that is put up is the less that you can see. Until such time you get to the point like, oh, God, please help me. Okay, I'm going to remove some of the smoke screen. You know, some of the smoke screen got to go. And so you sort of say to yourself, okay, I'm going to inhale and exhale, and I'm going to think clearly for a minute. Okay, Wendy, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And then from there, it's like, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know isn't really helping you because that's not true. Not knowing is not true. You know what you want to do. It's how to get there that's the issue. But were you going to say something, Olivia? No, 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 no. I wasn't. No, nothing to add? Uh, no, not really. You, you kind of like said it all, Wendy. I mean, as you said, the bottom line, it's, it's um, down to you really, isn't it? It's the and way it you, it's your, perce- your perception of where you are. Um, and your perception can very much be like the smoke screen that you're talking about. That can be your perception. Um, and if you change it, you, you know, <laughs> with, with with smoke, I mean, you blow it, it moves, you know. Amen. And your perception, perception can move too. You can blow your way, you can blow your way out of the cloud. Way out of you it. Don't have, you don't mm-hmm. have to be there. No? It's about It's about what you believe you can do exactly. or what we believe we can do. We can do. Yeah. When, you know, when people, excuse me, when people people um, want other people, include, or people want God and other people to fix their life, when their life is fixed by somebody else, invariably they're unhappy. You know, and many, many people think that um, uh, universal creator fixes something that it's going to be all, you know, peaches and cream and, you know, um, the hallelujah chorus and all this sort of jazz. And that's just so not true. You see, the name of the game is to get you to the point where you are totally, and I say totally, by totally, what I mean is consciously embracing your potential consciously embracing your your purpose so that it's not this thing that's obscure. So when your chosen deity moves people, places, and things, and sometimes when people, places, and things are moved, God has heard you. And I know I've said this many times on, on, um, on, on this radio show, on this podcast. I've said this many times. With working with the women in Shaytree, which is uh, an, uh, a homeless shelter for displaced, abused, battered women, children, and pets. You know, by a show of hands, I'll say to them, you know, whether I have a class of one or a class of 40, by a show of hands, when you are asking whomever your chosen deity is to help you out of this situation, by a show of hands, how many of you thought that, um, how many of you were talking about being in Shade Tree? You know, and nobody, nobody. Sometimes when you ask for help, 
It's vitally important if you don't ultimately know what you want. You have to understand that you are mm, at the at the, the the for every action there's a reaction. And so there's a consequence. There's a consequence with asking for your life to be fixed or asking somebody or your 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 chosen deity to fix your life. There's a consequence that goes with that. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And that consequence is you don't have control. I think I think I think a while ago you were saying about, you know, um having someone else do, you know, fix your life for you. And eventually people I I think the majority, I, and actually, I'm going to say everyone kind of ends up unhappy with that, yes, um, because the challenge, the reward for the challenge, there was no reward for the challenge. Exactly. The, 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 so, so there's an underlying feeling. It could be subconsciously. There's, a, I believe, there's a feeling that it's, it's like everything's not right, because. By someone doing it for you, it's actually thwarted exactly. your potential. Because, you know, your God, your deity, universal consciousness, um, that there's, sorry, I can't read my writing. Okay, I, I don't think that you yourself or your deity or, or whatever it is that you believe, um, I don't think they're going to allow you to thwart yourself too much exactly. so therefore sometimes therefore sometimes it appears nothing happens because for you you need to get from a you need to go through the tunnel from a to b so you can have that experience similar to what you were saying with similar to what we say every week similar so you so you have that experience so it moves you forward on a spiritual level on an evolutionary level on a mental social social psychological and physical level and that's the whole point of it. So sometimes you might ask, but nothing actually happens. Something something will be happened, but something will be happening. But it's happening. That's when you're going to see it. That little journey, you have to do. You, you you've got to do it on your own, or you're not going to be ready for what's at the end. Exactly. Exactly, Olivia. And that that's the thing. You know, are you ready? That's mm-hmm. another show in it in itself. Are you ready for the thing that you're asking for? You know, you 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 get somebody and they'll they'll see you know the cake and they'll keep eating the cake. Are you ready to eat until you bust? You know, are you really ready? Does that did did that make was that a good analogy? I think it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> are you, it kind of went over my head. I have to admit, I wasn't. Yeah. No, are you are you ready? If 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 you have um, a cake on the table mm. and you say, oh, my God, I love cake. I just love cake. And you have one slice. Nom, 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 nom. You know, I love cake. <laughs> I love cake, right? And you just, you just love the cake. I love cake. And you have another slice. And then you have another slice. Are you actually ready? Are you ready? For what's going to take place as you journey through every slice until you've eaten the whole, are you literally ready for what's going to happen to you or for you? Mm. 
So what I'm saying with this is, like you said, Olivia, you, you need to go through the journey so that in some shape or fashion, you are ready for the outcome. So you can't get to your destination without going through the, you know, going through the journey. And I don't care if you're, you're, you know, spot beam me up, you know, Scotty or whatever. You, you, you can't, you can't, it just, you have to do something. You have to go through something to get to it or to something. What were you going to say? I, I think, and I think we have to be consciously ready. Because exactly, the, difference, Olivia. the difference between being subconsciously ready and consciously ready, ready, and consciously which, is ready. Why, which is why we have to do that journey, because we need, to, we need the consciousness to be it's able awareness. to function yes. when we get to the other end. So, I mean, it, I, I, it can be done for you. I, I know it can be done for you. Whatever it is that you want can be done for you. But then it's a subconscious thing. All the little nuances that puts it all together and, and the experience, I'm going to kind of repeat myself, the experiences you have, you, that you have along the way, <laughs> you, well, you won't be aware of them if it's done for you. You won't. You, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's no way you could because then it never happened to you. Never experienced it, and that's mm-hmm. the important mm-hmm. thing to experience. To experience the experience of getting, <laughs> if that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that makes that makes absolute sense to experience the experience of getting. To experience the experience. To be consciously aware of moving into the state of being mm. yeah. that you want to be in yeah to be consciously aware of the, the the actual the steps that you were taking the thoughts that you are having the feelings that you you are you're having associated with the thoughts and things and everything that you're seeing no it's about being consciously aware of mm. your process and acknowledging it uh, and i'm not saying um, that you have to have X, Y, Z emotions towards it. I'm saying to be consciously aware of it and aware of it in a way that you are or you are embracing it. And really and truly, you you are immersed in it. It is you. You're not being aware of, you know, like you're watching a movie and it's somebody else. No, this is you. This is you. And for me, this this is part of this is part of I think a greater problem that people have. <clears throat> there's so much how do I, there's so much disassociation, uh, and I and I think I think I, I'm phrasing this right. There's so much. I, I, I don't know. It, it's almost like people see stuff, they feel stuff, but they can disassociate and pigeonhole it. I'll just put it here. I've, I actually, I, I've, I've got to, I've got to actually think how I want to phrase that, Liv, because uh, I know what I want to say, but it's finding the right words to um, express it correctly. Mm. Because I do understand. I do understand what you mean. People are detached. There's, there's, yeah. there's this, 
bit like they're desensitized. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, guys. They're de- there's like this desensitization towards mm. people's lives. Mm. They're apathetic. Mm. Pathetic. Apathetic. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, love? Um, well, I, 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 I do believe that's part of our um, socialization, you know, um, we're yeah. very much, we're very much sort of like herded into being herds as opposed to individuals. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a big difference between someone who is sort of like always surrounded by people and, you know, you go off into the mountains and you meet a yogi who's, you know, lived on his own <laughs> for the past. Mm-hmm. The past, however, yeah, he might be a bit off the wall, but what is off the wall? You know, yeah, I mean that that's exactly. a perspective. In, that's a perspective in itself. Exactly. So, exactly. Oh, gosh, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, I completely, I mean, it's completely gone. I'll come back to it. I'll come back All to right. it. All right. Um, when when you are wanting your life to be fixed, there's another point, and I know we've spoken about this on the show, I don't know, maybe about three years ago, I don't know, um, maybe less, maybe, whatever, but we've spoken about this on, on several podcasts. You're not broken, you're not damaged, and you don't need to be fixed. And that's number one. Even as I was writing this, I looked at the words, and I know that they actually they've got a show um, no Avina I, I don't even know what the woman's name is um, fix, fix My Life and honestly lives based on the title alone I refuse to watch the show <laughs> because no I'm serious Olivia I'm when I say I'm deadly serious okay um, fix my life. No, you fix your own damn life. Because nobody can fix you. And as I started out this show, nobody can fix you, including your chosen deity. Nobody. And you know why you can't be fixed? Because as I just said, you're not broken. Again, something we say on this show all the time. Your life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. When you get up off of that seat, that life is happening to me, oh, poor me, when you get up off of that seat and sit in the seat as to life is happening for me, your whole world will change. You know, a lot of times when people are exploring their their spirituality, exploring um, metaphysics, exploring whatever term you want to use, you know, um, wh- whatever term, they are exploring themselves in relation to the universal creator, the, the God, your chosen deity. They, they are exploring their inner relationship with, believe it or not, self. They're exploring their inner relationship with their God self, a lot of, a lot of people, ah, they, they look for, they look, they, 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 they are looking, they are looking to be, 
you know something? The word comes to me again. They're looking to be saved. But you can't save yourself from yourself. You can't. You see, the name of the game is you are your own salvation, i.e. you are your own solution. So I come right back to where I was before. Whatever's going on for you, you and what is going on is the answer to the question and the solution to the problem. When you ask people to fix your life, what you are saying is that you don't want to live your life. Literally giving permission for people to use your energy any which way you want. Now, for people who have been in relationships and they've come out of a relationship, I don't know, a 10-year, 5-year, whatever it is, they've come out of the relationship. And I know that I have heard this from many a woman I can't say that I've heard this from any men, any uh, friends, clients, any of them. But I can safely say with my hand on my heart, I have heard this from many women. I can't believe I used all my youth up on this relationship. I can't believe I used the best years of my life. You know what you've done? What, 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 what you did in that time frame, what you did in that time frame, was to say, I'm going to give up all rights, conscious rights, and try to override my subconscious self, which is always working on your behalf. But I'm going to give up all my rights to what I want and allow this energy to be used any which way it can be used, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. to the detriment of self. And you come out of this relationship and you think to yourself, what the frick was that all about? My God, when I hooked up with him, I was all fresh and nice and, you know, 16 or 21 or what have you. And now I'm 70 and I'm a crushed up cracker. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just mashed up. And I used, I spent all my life, all my life, the best years of my life in this. But that was a choice. That was a choice. And as hard, and that's, that's, that can be a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. You know, you feel that your youth, your, your youth has been spent on something that you didn't even want anyway. <laughs> you weren't getting anything back from it anyway. But that was a choice, ladies. That was a choice, gentlemen. And so the name of the game is nothing needs to be fixed in your life. What you really need to do for self is make choices in the best interest of self for self. That might not always make you feel comfortable, and it sure as hell won't make many people around you feel comfortable. But I'm here to tell you, when you start making choices in the best interest of self, what happens is, People understand, people understand that you are speaking your truth. They might not like it, but I'm here to tell you, they respect it. They respect it. 
You know, there's nothing worse than you, 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 you thinking that your life is broken and you staying in that vein. You staying in that, that energy, that energetic stream because what you put out is the thing that will come back to you. The thing that you believe is the thing that will come back to you. That's how God fixes your life. Because well, you are giving, you're giving the clues as to what it is that you want. What were you going to say, love? One of the things about um, you, you take the word fix, you just think about the word mm-hmm. fix, right? That's that, what, many of the definitions, you know, it's to be immovable, to be stagnant, exactly. to remain the same, not to move. So therefore, if you're saying to someone, you know, fix my life, what you're actually saying is, me where I am, and exactly. I'll help you get to where it is you need to go. You, you need to go. Exactly. You have, to, you have to be careful about what you say. You have to be careful about what you say and about the words you use. Because, I mean, you can see that. I mean, you're saying, fix my life. That's what you're kind of saying. You know, you don't want to move. You want to stay where you are. I mean, I think even if you're saying, oh, you know, I need to fix my life, it's kind of oxymoronic, you know, because it's a catch-22 because you can't move forward and you can't move back. Exactly, if you're trying to fix it. Yeah, if you're trying to fix your life. Because you're saying that what you're saying is you're, you're immobile. You want to stay stagnant. You want to stay glued to the spot. Of where you are. Yeah, that's right. So you have to be really, really, really careful. And that, 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 that's actually the, the, the crux of it, Liv. That's the actual crux of it. People need to be careful. You need to be careful. If you're not careful with what you say, if you're not careful with what you, you choose to believe based on your thoughts, if you're not careful, they'll manifest for you in a way that you don't want. Now, again, thoughts come to you. You have incoming. I mean, you're, you're ah, people, you are part of the universal creator. That is your heritage. That lineage. That is your DNA. That is who you are. So as as they say in scripture, which is true, ye are gods. Why don't you know this? So with this understanding, and for me, this is one of the biggest travesties that has ever been put forth uh, against people. As you said, Olivia, the, the, the socialization, to believe that you cannot do anything, to believe that you cannot create anything, to believe that you're not creating your life. To believe that you are not con- connected to the universal supply. So when you when you when you start actually speaking, it's important to understand what it is that you are choosing to believe. And where I was going with this, because my mind just went off on a tangent there. Where I was going with this is you get incoming information. Stuff will happen and your emotions, which are flags, they're showing you things, how you feel, what you want, blah, blah, blah. They're showing you things. They're showing you things that you can choose the whole nine yards. 
Emotions are about emoting. It's about bringing things forward. It's bringing things up. It's movement. It's that sort of thing. So your emotions come out, and here, and here they are. You get to choose what you believe. You get to choose what you believe. You literally get to choose what you, you believe. You know, we were watching something yesterday. Something came up, and it was uh, an advert. And they said to me, sometimes he really, uh, sometimes I, I, I'm, I, I'm a little shocked at how much he's kind of plugged into my thought processes, per se. Mm-hmm. And something came up. I can't even remember what it was, Liv, but it was one of those adverts. And Dee looked at it, and he looked at me, and he said, this is what's wrong. They want people to believe this, but if people ask, the, oh, it was about, they said, 1,000, I think it was 1,200 people die in America um, because they smoke. And, you know, I saw him looking at this advert, Liv, and he said, you know, if this was true, if this is true, at some point, at some point that has to intersect where everybody who smokes is dead. They're going to mm-hmm. die. They're, they're dead mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, do you, you know, you know how they say this? And he said, yeah, they say this for, uh, what you call it, Liz, that, the impact. Um, mm-hmm. But a fear factor, I can't remember the word he used, power. Mm-hmm. And I said, but this, this, is, this is how things are done. And he said, and I quote, people need to think about the things that they are hearing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. how they choose to weave it into, and now my words, how they choose to weave it into the tapestry of their belief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you hear stuff, just because you, look, one of the statistics that they don't tell people, and guys, for those of you who know me, for those of you who are getting to know me, stats, as I worked with them at the hospital, that I, you know, I, I input information for for stats to be done, whatever, I know that stats can show whatever it is that the person using the statistics wants them to show. Now, I, I, I don't care what, what, whatever scientists or statisticians or mathematicians, I don't care what you all say, okay? I don't care. <laughs> what I'm telling you is I know you can bend these things to show what it is that you want to show. So that being said, so everybody's clear, I do have feelings about this. On, on the other side of my, my face, I'm going to say this. One of the statistics that they don't put out, or it's one of these things that are, it's really undercover, that the majority of people who die in many countries now, many of the Western countries, they die because of the side effects of the medication that they are taking for a condition that really, in my opinion, could be cured otherwise. But they're taking this medication because of a condition that they have. And it's this medication that actually kills them. It's the medication that kills them. They would have people believe that, um, you know, it's okay to drink aspartame. 
in their drinks, knowing full well that it causes issues with people's feet plantar fasciitis. It causes um, eye problems. It causes kidney problems. It It causes all these problems. But yes, still, they say drink this is better than drinking sugar. Well, in reality, sugar ain't that all that and a bag of chips. But if you put two side by side, I'm going to do the sugar. At least I know it came from either the beet or the cane. Aspartame, I don't know where the hell that came from. I don't know what type of ammonia they used to make it, what type of Clorox they used to make I don't know what that came from. So it's vitally important, guys, to understand if you are asking for help, know what help you're asking for. You know, saying, I don't know, I just want to get out of here. As I said to you earlier, the women in Shatry, I'm like, by a show of hands, how many of you thought you were coming here? By a show of hands, how many of you are shocked to find yourself here? And I guarantee at least 99.9% of them raised their hands. And not only that, maybe 25% in the room have been here before. I was just going to ask you that. Maybe 25% have been here before, but yet still are shocked that they're back. They're back there. They're shocked. And as I tell them, it's because you cannot make the same choices. You cannot make the same choices and expect a different result. You know, you can't. Even if you tried to dress it up, you know, burnt rice is burnt rice. Even if you smother it with tomato ketchup and serve it, it's burnt rice. Burnt rice is burnt rice. You know, you can't clean up any mess using the same mess to clean it. How does that work? that, That doesn't work. So when you're asking God or your chosen deity, universal creator, or whatever, whatever term makes you comfortable, when, you, when you're doing this, know what you're asking for. You see, if you're spiraling down into your self-created abyss, you're the one who has to put the brakes on it. You're the one. If you've hit your emotional brick wall and you've gone splat, You're the one who's going to have to say, I want to get up from here. That's the start. Where do you want to go from here? I don't know. Well, you're up and you need to know because this is energy. Energy is always moving, guys. And we are energetic streams. And energy is always moving. It's moving into form and out of form. Energy does not stay stagnant. Excuse me. Energy does not stay stagnant. Anything that stays stagnant, it moves that in this in this life at any rate. Anything that stays stagnant, literally, um, will move out of this form, and the body the body will move out of form. So energy is always moving, and we are nothing more than molecules of energy we're molecules of energy we're vibrating we're moving now if you aren't consciously moving 
in a vibrationary um, uh, a stream that you have consciously chosen for yourself. And you're just kind of out there hanging and just hovering. You're just hovering. You know, like somebody treading water. Here comes a shark. A shark's going to eat your ass. Here comes somebody who's going to use your energy. Because they know what they want. And that is the way of the universal supply. If you don't know what you want, believe me, God will, the universal creator, of which you all are, part of that will use you or your energy to, to assist and support somebody who knows what they want. And the older you get is the more that you people can relate to this, the more you can relate to being used and abused. But you can only be used and abused if you choose this, and by not making a choice, hear me clearly, that's a choice. And every choice has a consequence. Every action has a reaction, even no action at all. So it is incumbent upon you to do the work. And it's not easy work. Because you think this shit's easy. It's not easy. Every day it is um, uh, uh, staying vigilant. You know, I'm very, very vigilant about the words that come out of my mouth. I'm very vigilant about the words that come out of my mouth. Because I truly do understand the power of my spoken word. I understand that my words do not return to me void. And once I've let them go, it's like a bullet. You cannot put that back into the barrel of a gun once it's been, once it's been discharged. It's like a baby. You can't put a baby back into the uterus. That's not how that works. And your words are the same, the same way. So when you're asking God or your chosen deity to fix your life. When you are, are, are wanting, um, and I, I won't go on about divine intervention, but when you, when you are wanting the divine or otherwise to come up with an idea, to come up with an idea for what you should do next, understand, look, let me phrase it to you this way. Every living thing, and believe me, everything's living in some shape or form. Every living thing. I need to write that word down in case I forgot, because I'm going to go off on a tangent. Every living thing on the face of this earth, and everything is living. And when I say this, I mean this. Everything is living. Everything has an energetic um field it has an energetic purpose it is energy now all you need to do is go and look at a a house or a building that has been abandoned it's a building for god's sake it's a building it's been abandoned 
And what happens? It starts falling apart. The windows start giving in, the glass, you know, you pass by and like, oh my God. You might be passing and the glass just drops out the, drops out the frame. It rains heavily. The doors start to buckle. They have, you know, a high wind and part of the roof's gone. The chimney stack falls in, blah, blah, all this sort of stuff. The grass grows up and the weeds and it starts to choke it off. It starts being consumed by other energetic forms that are out there. Now, before I go on to say what I was going to say, this is with the exception of the pyramids. The outside, sometimes the outside of a pyramid, you know, you can see where the, where the weather has done its thing. But when you go inside, it's a different story. And that's because it's built based on sacred geometry. That's because it's built um, using um, numerology, numbers. That's because it's built in a position that, um, uh, that utilizes, and it is sacred geometry, it, it, it use, utilizes the ley lines of the earth, like north, south, east, west. It utilizes that. And if many, if many things were built this way, the things that withstand, um, you know, the, the time, eras, different eras, different, you know, things that are standing and have been standing for four or five thousand years, it's because of how they were built. And they were built in such a way that the internal energy supply would always be there. It would always be in constant motion. It would always be fresh. It would always, it's built differently. So I wanted to say that about the pyramids. Hopefully, did that make sense, Liv? Hopefully that was a sort of like brief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. did that, yeah, okay. Right. So for us, if we are not using our energy, and if the energy becomes stagnant, it will be used by somebody else. Because Everybody here, including the pyramids, everybody and everything, I don't care, man-made or otherwise, has an agenda. And that agenda is to fulfill its ultimate purpose. And that's what your life is about. Fulfilling your purpose, not mine, your purpose. Not your spouses, not your kids, not your husband, you know, not, not the church. It's about your purpose. You see, we are all entangled, all of us. Everybody who, who listens to this podcast, the hundreds and thousands of people who listen to this podcast, we're entangled. Whether you like what I'm saying or not created a dynamic where our energy is entangled. Now, we're not enmeshed, but we're entangled. You know, they, they have that saying, you know, I'm not my brother's keeper. And that's very, very true. I, I do believe that. I also believe what you do energetically can have an impact 
on me energetically, that it has on me energetically, is literally because I am either open to what you're saying and or not. I'm either open and or not. Now, you can do something and I, I can, I can uh, buy into it. Or I can do something and you can buy into it and or not. You know, I was speaking to my girlfriend over Thanksgiving. And I said to her, you know, the, the, the parable about turning the other cheek and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. You know, people have that as um, being uh, humble and almost to a degree of just sucking it up. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy into it. But you see, there is a bigger energetic thing at play here. When somebody sends out, um, I'm going to say negative energy towards you. If you choose to bite, then they got you. If you choose not to bite, and I mean literally not to bite. You you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to send them loving vibes. You don't have to do anything else other than saying, this isn't for me, I'm not biting. That energy has to go back from whence it came. The, 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 the whole parable, and funny enough, I'm not actually familiar with that one, you know, believe it or not. Um, hence the whole parable of you turning the other cheek. When you turn the other cheek, it means that you're not buying into it. And it has to go back to where it comes from. This is why people who, um, who uh, uh, deal with, I don't know, I, I, I want to say, um, ah, lives the name gone for me. Um, It, uh, uh, for all intent and purposes, I'm going to say uh, Wicca, witchcraft, voodoo, any of those, any of those things. And let me just say this: um, voodoo is a definite close, close relation to uh, Catholicism, might I add, and some of the others that are out there too. I can't remember the name. I was looking for the name. It begins with S. Um, Santeria. There you go. People who deal with this, and they have different versions. You know, you've got, you got the version from, um, what do you call it, Egypt. You've got the version um, from uh, the West, uh, Pakamania, from the West Indies. You've got, every, everything has its, have it, has its little thing. Well, you see, for them, what, what, what they do, what they practice is, they'll use things and they'll, they'll throw the intention into, I don't know, a voodoo doll or what have you, and then they'll bury it. And they bury it because they know that um, or they are hoping that if the energy doesn't go where it needs to go, it will just go back there. But that's not how that works. That's not how that works. I thought that I'd throw that little tidbit in there. So, guys, understand that everything has an agenda. Everything and everyone has an agenda. And that agenda is for the energy, the energetic being that you are, and the energetic being that the things are, that they fulfill their purpose. They fulfill that purpose. So does that make sense, Liv? Hola. 
Sorry. Is- yeah, it, it does. It does make sense. It, absolutely. Yeah, it does. It does. One one of the things I was thinking, you know, when you um, uh, took, I, I mentioned about the words and you talking about words that you speak as well and being cognitive, very cognitive of what you're saying. And one of the things that people can do if they so choose is, you know, to you know, like sometimes someone says, oh, um, I heard this word today. I'm just looking for some way to use it. Or, you know, oh, this is my word of mm-hmm. the day, mm-hmm. you know, or they, they say, they keep saying, I keep saying, that. you know, like a minute ago, you said, oh, you kept saying fix, right? Because mm-hmm. you said, oh, I'm trying to think of another word, but I can't, and fix. And I think things that we find ourselves saying spontaneously, specific words, um, they're like codes. I I always say this, you know. They're like codes, and they're codes for you that you can decipher, and it will show you what it is that you want to do, or what it is that you need to do, or where you're, mm-hmm. where you perhaps are going wrong, or whatever. And it's about it's about thinking about that word in a different way, you know, in an in an abstract way, so you don't take it as as read. You think of you think of all the things it could possibly mean to you, yeah. And then you take one that you feel is you, you take one of the that you feel is relevant, and if you break it down, you'll see how relevant it is to what it is that you want to do, where you want to go, what you're trying to achieve, all that sort of stuff. Because we we tell and ourselves really- we're, we're we're always telling ourselves we're, we're we're always assisting and helping ourselves, but most of the times we don't listen. We're not listening. No. Sorry, Wendy, we're going to say and something. No, no, and we don't listen, Liv. Because we are so caught up in the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. We're so caught up. We're so caught up with the emotion of it. So caught up. I mean, we, literally. And we're so mm. ca- caught up that we can't, we can't see. Mm. You know, we can't see the forest for the trees. We can't see the forest for, forest for the trees. We can't see it. And as a result... Again, we make choices, and they are poor choices, based on um, based on, and I say this each week, based on emotions that are fleeting, based on emotions that, you know, next week, the next hour, when you were crying, you're now laughing, and when you were laughing, you're now crying, and. Or you can't even remember what it was all about. What? What was that about? Oh, I can't believe I got so upset about that. Moving right along. But in that moment, you made all these decisions. That's why emotional decisions, emotional choice making is poor choice making. Emotional choice making is, is poor. And it really is because your emotions change. So, guys, when you're out there looking for um, looking for salvation, looking to be saved, and I'm always like, saved from what? But when you're out there looking for salvation, it's really important to realize that you are your salvation because you're the one who has the answer to your problem or the 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 your the, the answer to your question and the uh, solution for your problem. So and anything that that is in your life that is going wrong, 
is going wrong for a reason. And um, anything that that works, anything that that is going wrong in your life, it is going wrong because it's showing you something. Mm-hmm. It's showing you something. It's naturally it's really showing, show, showing you something that is because you've asked to be shown it or because exactly. it's part of what it is that you need to do to get to where it is that you want to go. And it's showing exactly. you. And, it, and, and if it doesn't, if you don't hear it, if you don't see it one way or hear it one way, it's going to show you another way. And if you don't hear mm-hmm. it that, it's going to show you another way. And like you hear people say, oh, my life's going to hell in a handbasket. That's the kind of thing that happens because it goes on and on trying to show you exactly. what it is. Exactly. And, exactly. and one of the, I mean, one of the things, you know, I, I, I keep saying, our self-expression actually gives us the solution. Our spontaneous, yeah. the way we speak spontaneously, it gives us our solution. We, we just have to break it down. We have to break it down and look at it. You know, take the time, take the time out from all the busyness around us to actually sit down exactly. and think about us. You know, take time for us and think about, okay, exactly. well... You know, a, a word, I mean, you could start with just one word, you know, that you're using, as I said before, and see how it fits into what it is. And, and you'll be able to see, you know, just like that thing with fix, excuse me, you know, that's, excuse me, that's about saying staying stagnant. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll mm-hmm. think, okay, mm-hmm. well, oh my gosh, that's what I've been saying all this time. No wonder my life isn't moving on. No wonder this isn't happening or that isn't happening. You'll be able to see the correlation between the word and you, how how what your life is or what your reality is right in that moment. Mm-hmm. What we do, mm-hmm. we tell ourselves we're, we're always we're always trying to help ourselves to move forward. But as you said, we're we're so caught up in the emotional uh, the emotional wash that most of the time we don't hear it. We don't hear it. We don't see it. it it's just mm-hmm. as you see, mm-hmm. at the beginning. I think you said about things happening and and we just it's kind of like super. It's, it, it happens and we see it happen but it's like oh whatever and um, that's kind of like how we I suppose that's how we I suppose that's how we kind of socialised really um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we are yeah. mm. we are that's exactly how we're socialised we are and, um, and and the thing is even even with the even with the, the socialisation even with the socialization, um, after a point, after a point, it has to be, it has to be enough. Enough mm. is enough. You know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And when you get to the point where enough is enough, it's vitally important that you have another, mm, you have something that you want to put in, in the place of enough. It's vitally important. Vitally important, guys. And only you can do that. Mm. Only, only you can do that. Only you can do that. Nobody else can do that. So, you know, but yeah. 
Yeah. No, life, guys, life. It's a never-ending. Um, it's a never-ending journey, and it's a wonderful journey. It's an absolute wonderful journey. It's an absolute wonderful journey. It's a wonderful journey. Uh, it, it, it can be, and it is many times fraught with ups and downs. But without the highs and lows and, you know, the, the, the dips and the, the valleys and the, 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 the peaks and all of this, without it, without all of that, for me, Wendy, personally, life would be a very dry thing. <laughs> life would be a very, no, it would. You know, it would be, it would just be this monotone, this continuous hum. It always reminds me of when, I, when we were stationed at um, RAF Vandenberg. You know, everybody's like, oh, it's the perfect weather. It's like 75 or 74 degrees year round. It was like this bleeding blanket of this kind of damp blanket all year round. Never really sunny. Never really cold. Never really <laughs> anything. You know? Never really sunny. Never really cold. Unless it rained and then it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> and then they had the fire from hell I mean, burning I don't know I don't know I, I think it was 94 million acres wow. I mean the, the, the fire from hell you know I was like oh, I think I like this so much <laughs> oh dear God it was just like hmm it was never really anything but just just this monotone, you know, it's just monochromatic and not even in a good way. It was just just monotone. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, what, uh, what I would say is what I learned from that experience is um, I had bought into, you know, the hype, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be nice. You know, it'd be like um, 75 all year round and blah, blah, blah that should be really wonderful and yada, 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 yada. But I bought into the hype. Because if I literally had sat and thought about it, I'm like, when, really? Look where you're coming from. Look where you're coming from. You need an extreme like Vegas. Hot. Hot. Hot for at least six months out of the year. And then warmish and then kind of cool. At least six months out of the year. But, you know, even with that, just digressing, guys, here, even with that, I mean, Vegas has its moments. I mean, like I showed you uh, you guys the um, the pictures of when it snowed here, and you're like, where is that? That's mm. the back garden. You know, mm. <gasps> really? And yeah, nobody no, felt so yeah. sorry. Absolutely nobody no. felt sorry. No. Like, so cool. You're like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But that, be, that, that being said, guys, God, please help me fix my life. God can't help you fix your life, darling. The universe, And that's another thing while we're on the track. What have I got nine minutes? That's another thing while we're on the track. I keep saying this. Every show I say this, so I'm going to say it anyway. Know your role in the creation process. You ask, it gets sent out, it comes back. When, it get, when you ask and it leaves your mind, leaves your mouth, leaves your brain and it goes forth and it goes out there into the ethos to be created by an extension of you, 
might I add, but to be creative. You do not have control over the creation process. Your control is over knowing and asking and believing in what it is that you want. Once you do that, it is beyond your control. When it comes back to you, you can either reject it and or embrace it. But understand, you can't change that. You reject it, that's fine. You're on another, you're on another courseway. You, 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 you go down another pathway. You embrace it, you take it, and you use it for what it is. And for me, these are the nuances within the universal laws of attraction. And they teach the law. But within the universal laws of attraction, that aren't taught. And if they are taught, they're not taught with any clarity. Mm. You know, it's, it, it's like people, they'll say to me, well, you know, I, I, can, I, can, see, I can see what I want. Um, you know, I can, I can see what I want. But um, I don't know if I can quite believe it. And this is where the thoughts of how you feel about it come in. Your thoughts are the things and how you feel, excuse me, your thoughts and how you feel about your thoughts dictate your belief. So, yeah, you've got a picture of what you want in your mind. How do you believe it? Through how you feel about it. Through how you feel about it. The more you feel about it, the more you feel about it, the more you are engaged on all levels with it, is the more you will believe it, is the more that it will become imprinted into your subconscious through a conscious means. And that conscious means is your emotions, you know, your conscious, your, your, your five senses. So understand that, you know, yeah, you can see something, and that's okay. Um, you you repeat your, your affirmation. But it's what do you feel about your affirmation? What are the thoughts that you have about your affirmations? And what do you feel about those thoughts? That's where you focus. But you're taught to affirm. And just to, no, believe, believe it and it will be so. I mean, sometimes I hear some of this stuff and I'm like, really? You know, you just believed it and it was so, no, there was a process. You know, you hear them live, you know, well, I was homeless or, you know, I had a near-death experience or, you know, um, a shark took my leg off or, you know, you hear it. There was something up underneath that that engaged every emotion that they had. They were on fire. And yet still they come out here and say, you know, oh, believe it. You know, you, you have to believe it. Well, if it was that simple, people would be doing this all over. But it's not. They're being fed disinformation. And that's from the metaphysical community, spiritual community, new thought community. They're being fed disinformation. All all round. All round. They're being fed disin, disinformation. So is there anything that you would like to add? No. Mm-mm. No. All right. Okay, guys. Well, 
Um, you've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice with yours truly, Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and my co-host has been... Olivia London. Olivia Lashley. Olivia Lashley from London. London. (laughs) That's my stage name. Um, Olivia London. Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. That's right. You heard her. Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. And you've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice. And today we were talking about God, please help me fix my life. Um, as As a short synopsis, uh, just again, so for those of you who've clicked off, see ya. For those of you who are still listening, God cannot fix your life for you. Only you can do that. Nobody can fix your life for you. People can support you in your wanting and your desiring and the things that you, the things that you want to happen. God is not your salvation. Your salvation, you are your salvation. And the salvation is the solution to your problem or the answer to your question. We're the universal creator, the divine, your chosen God, whatever whatever works for you, comes into play in the support process is to create that which you have said you want. Understand what your role is in getting what you want in life. Understand it. Nobody, including God, can fix your life. So next week, guys, I'm going to be talking about divine intervention because I know that, that, well, what about divine intervention? So next week, we're going to talk about divine intervention. I'm a true believer, but I also do know that there are things that have to be in place so divine intervention can work. There are things that have to be in place. So on that note, I'm going to go out with um, Bob Marley. Um, there who the cat fit. All right, on that note, I'm out. All right, sis, love you, darling. I'll love talk you to too, you guys darling. later. Love you guys. And we're going to roll out with Bob Marley, who the cat fit. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Man to man is so unjust. Children, yeah, don't know who to trust. Your worst enemy could be your best friend. And your best friend, your worst enemy. Some will eat and drink with you. Only